All right, we're starting. And action. Action. So I was just griping about how um, I'm trying to set up a Twitter space. Like I'm trying to do something nice. I'm trying to do a charity for a very small Twitter account that needs <laughs> some boosting <laughs> because I think she's a good trader. Uh, so I I messaged her earlier in the evening. I won't I won't say who it is, but it's it's the person I'm hopping on to a Twitter space tomorrow with. I I messaged her. I said, "Do you want to do a Twitter space tomorrow? You can tell me more about your trade, um, and and like talk about it, and it'll be good because like you're gonna get in front of my enormous audience. Enormous. <laughs> she responds, "Hey!" Exclamation point. I can't do one tonight. Doesn't matter because I said tomorrow. My original text but i can do one tomorrow you're such an ass sometimes <laughs> so i responded that's what i said tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> she's probably just taken back that the whiz wants to do a wants to do a twitter space with her and you're just being a dick about it she completely rambled on the last twitter space that we were on i'm gonna try to like but also, too, I didn't want to ask questions because I didn't really want to fucking talk about Bitcoin, which that's her trade. It, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Class is in session, Wiz. Sometimes I just don't want to talk about certain things. Like, it's not, it's not pressing in my brain to figure out right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get full ick. I don't want to like talk about something sometimes. Yeah. But I think this would be good for you to talk with her and learn about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything I don't know yet. Yeah. About it. What I was saying was that um to I, I really that that was the first time I heard Bones talk was on the Traders Retreat Twitter space. I just named all of them. Whoops. Whatever. People <laughs> are gonna figure it out anyways. Whoops. <laughs> Um, you can't keep shit to yourself (laughs) no I can't and I love to talk shit too which is you do it's dangerous the dangerous I I know but I don't care at this point I I mean what are they gonna do (laughs) (laughs) what are they gonna do Mm -hmm. I'll just turn them all into frogs (laughs) you wanna shoot the swans (laughs) (laughs) which was the name of my daily today and if you didn't know what that was it's a reference to a rare Larry David interview that he gave with like a, a mock interviewer um, who said like you give off a vibe of like to Larry David he said you you give off a vibe of like you want to shoot the, like the old man and says something wild and you're like you want to shoot the swans like <laughs> so I I almost busted a gut when I saw that the way you go into character is hilarious to you want to shoot the swans <laughs> <sighs> yeah so offered Bones a Twitter space tomorrow because I thought that'd be good for her platform. Because I do, the thing about me that I, I don't like about myself is that I don't actually like trade. Like there's something about me that doesn't actually like the mechanics of trading. I like solving the puzzles and stuff with with the stock market. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the actual like. You like figuring it out. I like figuring it like out, but I don't, I don't actually like doing it myself. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's what the interns are for. That's what that's what the the staff is for. Yeah. Um. But. Uh yeah. So there's people like Bones who I can see really genuinely loves doing those like intraday trades where they're like constantly trading and they they like receive real joy from that. And I just wish I would have like one second of that. So, you know, like maybe I can harness something like that in the harness some happiness. Yeah. But she was like, she was, she was getting really into her, her trades in the levels and she could just recite the levels perfectly on Bitcoin. And I'm just like standing there at my desk, you know, like eyes kind of glazed, like (laughs) in my head, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wow, I wish I could love something like this, you know, the way she like, she loved it. So that's why I like, I like to boost those kinds of accounts. Like. That was the same thing with like Stock Spy. Like I, I really like Stock Spy because he's passionate about his trades. Or like um CS. Like CS is is incredibly passionate about FX, you know. And to like I like being around those people because they're very the way passionate people explain things, they explain it in a way that you're never gonna think about it, and in a way that like makes a lot more sense because they understand it from a way that they can love it and a way like if if you love it you have to understand it right so or for the most part understand it so i think that a lot of times they're they're going to be happy and excited to teach you something and i think some of the best lessons come from you know people that are passionate about their subject and then like a lot of times too you learn things about other things that are not directly related to your subject because they give you context you know, like in order to learn their subject, they have to learn the surrounding world around it. Yeah. So they might teach you a lot of things that are really important as well. And so I was going to I was going to say it could teach you, you know, to think of things differently. That too. Yeah. Because yeah. they see it in a way that that you don't see it. So I like to I like to be exposed to that kind of stuff, to things that I don't fully understand and that I want to, like, maybe get an insight that I've never had before on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so anyways, this pod will drop tonight at midnight. I'm doing a Twitter space on Friday. And what time is it going to be at? I don't know. I'll just tell her a time and she'll show up. I'm sure. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'll probably try to do it around midday. Yeah. So then I can get out of here. Yeah. 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 So we're doing a pod at like 11 o'clock at night. I wrote a daily today. You liked the daily. I did. Because you always speak to me. I'm the more like soft, soft spoken. I'm I'm the one that says sorry for everything. So mm. when you told me to get out of my fucking vocabulary, I felt like you were like screaming it in my ear, reading it. <laughs> but it was also like, it was good. It was good to hear. Yeah, because I need like that reminder of like, don't be apologetic for like who you are and what you want. Set boundaries. Right. And like it's. And at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? Yeah, that that I mean, like. I, <laughs> I mean, you're right. In some sense, I just mean also to. You shouldn't have to apologize for just taking up like for existing. You know, there's no. There's no need to apologize for anything, anything about those things. 
you know, the thought that like, I think somehow in childhood we're, we're overcorrected to say, you know, please, thank you. Sorry. And it's good to say please and thank you because it's an expression of gratitude, but uh, sorry for living is just not acceptable or appropriate in my opinion. I think, I think it's taught accidentally as a way of being nice and conscientious of overly conscientious of others. And I think, I think we correct too far oftentimes in our conscience. It's also manipulatory, manipulatory, manipulative, manipulative, manipulative. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I make a compl- I I understand why you want me to do these with you. I just make a fool of myself, I'm sure. Everyone listening in just gets a kick out of it. But yeah, it's manipulative because you know, later in, in adulthood, like adolescence and stuff, you say, oh, I'm sorry for living. You're only saying that to like manipulate the person's feelings. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about people saying like sorry for being alive, but that's what you said. <laughs> you want to rewind it? <laughs> I know that's what I that. said, but that's not what I meant. What well, I what, what I, I was saying though is like I'm grabbing from it though. Right. What I what I'm saying is like those like sorry for bothering you or sorry do you think you can take like a look at this or you know sorry do you mind doing this for me? Feeling like an inconvenience. Yeah, yeah, taking up space, mm-hmm. feeling apologetic for taking up space, right? Yeah. Um, like the sorry, do you mind doing this? Drop the sorry. Just say, do you mind doing this? Still nice, mm-hmm. but it's way more direct. Yeah. And there's like, why do you why do you need to apologize for asking a favor? Either they say yes or no. There's no. There's oh, no. My, my the worst one. Sorry, can you refill my glass of water? Right. At the restaurant. Like, it's their job to do that. Yeah. So just, like, say, can you refill my my glass of water, right? Yeah. And it's not mean. Like, you can, instead of saying sorry at the beginning, just say, can you refill my glass of water? And then when they say, oh, yeah, sure, you just say thank you, right? Like, and then that does make it, like, there's still an expression of gratitude. Yeah. Sorry, like, expresses, like, I'm an inconvenience. And no one's an inconvenience, right? Isn't there... Sorry to cut you off, but like my brain just like rocketed to this thought. Um, isn't there a saying that's like, if you show up late for like an interview, you never say, I'm sorry that I showed up late. You instead say, thank you for your patience while I could get here. Cause thank you shows more positive. Sorry is very like negative. Yeah. I think it's like how you frame a conversation. I've never heard that advice before. Also, too, if anyone ever shows up late to my to interviewing with me, I, I actually swear to God, I I clock people. I if if people aren't in the lobby like ten minutes before I interview them, normally they're they're thrown out. I've never I've never made a hire if they didn't show up like because punctuality to me is very important. It's it it says to me like they're respectful of my time, but they're also respectful of like getting tasks done in in like an adequate time frame and they know how to plan out their day. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So for me it speaks it's not it's not a oh fuck you you couldn't show up on time for my interview. Like it's more about like reading you know what some what how someone manages their life, right? Like I want I'm hi- I want to hire somebody that can manage their time well. Mm-hmm. And uh you know can 
can do it without like supervision, right? They know how to to prioritize their tasks so that they can be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, respectfully so. Yeah. I've only hired one person ever um, that showed up five minutes late to an interview. Jeez. Everyone else, everyone else has been ever like that. This was all I, I've also never normally like people just show up like right on time for the interview, and that's kind of okay. It's, I don't really count it against them, right? If someone's like a minute late, like who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. Sometimes people are coming from, from like their other job or something, you know, not, I'm not um, saying that so much of an ass if you're. 60 seconds late <laughs> yeah like, i get it yeah you know people have adult lives to live somebody somebody showed up five minutes late to the interview i'll tell i'll tell you who it is after the interview because you know you know the person um, i wonder if you'll you'll guess who it is um she she does he or she sorry yeah. i guess i already gave it away doesn't work for me anymore yeah yeah but still in close contact right yeah 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 that's interesting but i mean that makes you who you are you know are you surprised Um, no, because I think that you could, you could see, I know who you're talking about, I think you could see her, her value, and sometimes things happen out of our control. I'm not sure why she was five minutes late, I don't think you've told me, um, but I would say that you could tell that she's, like, a very diligent worker. She's very, like, results-focused and driven. Yeah, I actually think she might be the smartest person I've ever, like, taught. Yeah. Yeah. Which is in- which is interesting. You know, it- it's so funny, though. I think she reminds me a lot of, of me. That's what, <laughs> that's what it is. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, yeah. Um, like a female version of you? Yeah. I thought that was me. What the fuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> You you balance me. I know I do. Yeah. She uh she told me what why she was late a couple of years later. And it's the stu- it's one of the stupidest like like she was fucking around re- like reasons. And so I'll tell I'll tell you after the Okay interview like she was just or after this pod on interview yeah you're interviewing me i i'm constantly putting you in the hot seat yeah you are it's okay enjoy it i like the pressure (laughs) 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 by the way we caught the uh, long island serial killer while we were in new york so we did we did and then um so we're a motherfucker we came back this week, and then it's been like we've been all over the place this week. It's been exhausting. Yeah. 
but then um the stock market was interesting do you want me to like pretend to like back brief you on what's happened this week so far in the stock market pretend to back brief me yeah well because we talk like i'll tell i'll tell you kind of like what's going on with my day my yeah studio. i don't really know what happened with qs and give me a second is it ion q no ion q the quantum computer one yeah ion q looks really interesting i ion q looks like it, it's in the strongest like setup for a breakout right now um which is well, good because wait sorry not to cut you off was it microsoft no google tesla sorry okay hold on let me get my thoughts together tesla came out with a um ai some shit they had their tesla had its earnings yesterday okay who what were we talking about where there was ai ai introduced and it like made it like phew. oh well microsoft had one day on on okay, yeah we're talking about that and then i asked you about tuesday and then i asked you about qs mm-hmm. and you said no that has nothing to do with it babe those are batteries <laughs> Unless they made AI batteries, which would be super cool. So I remember that because I was wrong. And I remember <laughs> that I was wrong. Because I was a dick to you, basically. You don't let me forget that I'm wrong. I think most of people's core memories of me is me being a dick to them. That's okay. Because you make up for it in other ways. I don't have time to, like, fuck around. Yeah. Anyways... You do it like it is very dickish thinking back on it, but you do it in such a polite fucking way, which is like <laughs> so irritating. Anyways, um, NVIDIA. Are we just throwing our mics now? No, I just, I dropped it. Yeah. Uh, NVIDIA? NVIDIA does AI chips. They didn't have an earnings this week. Oh. Netflix had an earnings this week. I'll let you just take the floor. You go for it. <laughs> Tesla, didn't earn- someone, someone in their car listening to our pod is screaming at you in their in their car, just and they're fucking stuck in traffic on their way to God, like work, and they're like, "It's fucking Tesla, you goddamn bitch!" Like <laughs> I said, Tesla. <laughs> I said Tesla with AI. And you said Tesla had an earning report. You didn't answer me. Right, their cash flow sucks. So I was right. And then tell me I was right. Okay, you were right. Thank you. <sighs> okay, go. Okay, go. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're Netflix, so... which also starts with an N, and different from Nvidia, had their ER the same day as Tesla. After hours, they reported. I think they went up. I think it was mostly an IV crush from Netflix and Tesla. I, I wrote in my daily that the first week of big tech, you expect an, I, an, an implied volatility crush, which means like if like 
implied volatility sort of like guesses what kind of a move a stock is going to make by by market makers like market makers are placing like a bit of like a percentage odd on it mm-hmm. um of how much possibly like the stock could well that's not actually really correct it's too late i'll explain it again some other time so iv the iv move um is important right so if if a stock goes rapidly down and then goes way up and then comes right back down to its stock price and there's a lot of volume like a lot of selling and buying that happens and it only happens in five minutes it's a great way to crush iv down to like near zero because the stock basically can't move right like the volume the weighted volume like centers it so options drop really fast that's why you don't hold options through earnings unless you like you have a really good like sense and even then it's still pretty much a gamble of like 50 50 mm-hmm. and you know um but that's why you don't hold through because the next morning your stocks like if your or your options if your options expire that week or the next week or even the week after that like Normally, they're flattened, like they come down a significant amount in value and they don't recover very easily. So it's not, it's never a smart thing to hold through earnings. So in other words, in simple terms, you lose out real easy. Yeah. And there's no gain, really. Right. You lose momentum and it's, it's over from there. Right. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this week has been pretty boring for me because I don't – so the weird the weird thing about this week, right, is next week the Federal Reserve meets midweek as well as we have the major – like the more major tech earnings and, and things will be loosened a bit at that point, right? Um, this week is, is pretty much like an IV crush and typically like you see pullbacks into it and and that kind of stuff and we've seen that. This week is it's been really choppy, um, so that's why I've been focusing more on on stocks that are are not at really susceptible to larger market moves. Like so, QuantumScape, for example, that was one of the ones you brought up earlier. So QuantumScape is not on any major indexes. So like Spy, which is like right S and P five hundred, or QQQ, which is the Nasdaq, right. It's it's not in there, and because it's not in there, and it's not weighted right. So if QQQ goes down, there's an outflow of it, right? But but like like owning one share of QQQ really means that you own a whole bunch of fractional shares in all these companies that QQQ makes up, right? Tesla, Apple, Nvidia, all the all these bunches of stocks, right? So you're passively putting money into all the stock all those stocks when you take money out of QQQ you also take money out of all those stocks so if it's listed on QQQ um and QQQ has a down day then like all those stocks have a have like a partially are partially influenced to have a down day as well right mm-hmm. if if the stocks that are in your portfolio are not on those indexes they're not really going to be affected by um by those indexes if they have a down day so it's a great way to to manage more risk and have better protection um by by targeting those companies they're very small like few and in between to to find like the right ones that are worth the investment in 
Um, but when you find them, stick with them. When you do find them, like they are worth the time. Yeah. So, in like other words, this week is kind of like a play it safe week because it's been it's easy to like lose out. It's easy to lose a lot of money. You can you yeah. can get chopped up pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's better to spend your time doing research during weeks like this. It it sucks if you're a smaller investor because um you know time isn't as indiscriminate to you because you have bills each month and you have you know like right like you you got bills to pay you got you got things that are more pressing you don't necessarily have as big a cash reserve as like say like a a whale or a fund right so um it's harder to just skip a week and and not play it and just watch but Oftentimes, just watching can be the really the right move and save you a lot of money in the end. Um, it's well, the about- way I think about it is like a week, like what you're describing, a week like this week, there's not really a lot of money to be made unless if you like really know how to make your like proper calls and things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money to be lost. And then you're like, you really hit the bottom. Right. Pretty much. So it, it's better to wait for for more ripe opportunities. Like it's like baseball in a way. I know I, I flip between like baseball analogies and chess analogies for stock, and those are pretty easy. But like it's like baseball where you're waiting for the right pitch that you're really good at hitting, and when it comes, you you take your swings, right? Mm-hmm. And not taking a swing doesn't hurt you. You're not going to strike out earlier because of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You only, you only strike out on swings you actually take. That's, that's the difference in stock trading versus, versus like baseball, right? So it's, it's actually just about identifying what are your pitches yeah. that you should be taking and being certain that you're going to hit them. And if you aren't going to hit them, make sure that like you're not, Swinging so hard, you're about to throw out your fucking back. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And two, understanding the logistics of the play and understanding the time frames that are going into it too. Like it can be exciting when there are positive developments in a stock or a stock has a good day. And I think it takes a lot of mindset to get away from, uh, you know, it's a green day. Stocks are going up. This is my time to buy. Versus like a red day where, you know, stocks are going down. Oh, shit, I need to sell, right? It's It should be inverted. You need to play more like whales. You need to play more like funds where they're looking for a bargain. They're looking for a pullback. They're looking for like stocks that they can enter into. So it's about watching carefully on red days and making selective buys on red days. And then trimming your profits on green days. When things do go like your way, you have to almost retrain your brain to to invert the expectation. So if stocks are going down, right, you're looking for that right moment to pivot in, buy some calls. And then on the green days, you're looking to get out, right? Like I did it. I was successful. Time to time to move on. Yeah. But also too, like knowing the time length of your trade is incredibly important. So, you know, if you're buying an intraday, right, like you got one day to do it. And if it doesn't instantly go your way, like, like you got to get out. I was thinking about this this morning about how, you know, impatient trades deserve impatient decisions. 
So, you know, if you're buying it, buying an intraday where the expectation is I am not even holding this until close of bit, like close of business today, market, market close today. Um, well then, you know, as soon as the trade doesn't go your way or it inches out of the way, like not in your favor, you cut it, you close it because, um, the timeline is so short that like fractionally, like you cannot afford to, to let it run, but on like longer swings or in non leveraged swings, you know, sometimes you can let those things run like, um, hut, for example, hut, I was in for, for, you know, months where it was like, it was like a long build at, at the base, at the bottom, letting it consolidate, building up a low average before. And then even when I publicly identified it mid-May, it then, it then took until June 15th, June 16th before the stock ignited and went higher. So, you know, like, but that was a non-leveraged trade. And I knew the timelines weren't pressured. Like I, this was, it was more about the investment into it and not not making like a leveraged swing mm-hmm. out of it. Like, yeah, once the trade starts going your way, like you want to wait into it and make like a better swing at something. Like lean into your winners when they are winning and they are like still within the time frame. Like don't feel don't feel afraid to to add on and then and then cut, right? But um with things like hot, like there needs to also be the expectation of patience and wait for the winner to come. As long as there isn't a signal to get out, which for hot, I mean, there essentially wasn't, you know, that was the bottom. If it's trading at $1.78, there is a much more low <laughs> you can go from there. Yeah. So um, it's it's like a, it's an understanding what the, what the trade is and thinking about it. And it's hard because, um, Sometimes you don't have a lot of times to think about what the trade is. Sometimes you have a minute to think about what the trade is. So you better understand, like you need to think it out ahead of time and think logically through what each trade you're taking is and how much time you have on it and and when your decision points during the day are. Like if you're going to take a trade that's intraday and it's 1030, you know that if it goes above, right, like, I don't know, just throw a number. If it goes above 100, and it's at 99.5, that's your point of cutout. And we don't argue about it. We just do it, right? It's just, it's stopped out. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's the kind of trade you took for it. And you don't leave it to chance. You leave it to, you leave it to system. But also too, um, I mean, like, yeah, like there's, there is like that little like instinct, like you need to, you still need to, somehow incorporate your instinct and feel out the trade at the same time and know when the trade's not going your way and like know when like I'm not saying ever like like yeah take off stops but know when to like loosen your stop to like give it a little bit of extra time for it so that was kind of like a longer (laughs) rant no that was good I followed completely you did yeah I'm ready to trade now (laughs) Your trades are my trades. There's gonna be a day that my you're trades are let your trades. Trade. Yeah. There's gonna be a day you're gonna let me trade. I'm your good luck charm, and it's all just gonna go great. Yeah. Well. Okay. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe we'll set you up with like a Robinhood account or something and see how you do. Okay. 
One day. One day. We'll give isn't, you like. Isn't Weeble something? I've heard of Weeble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can do Weeble. Yeah. It's fine. We'll give you like 500 bucks. See what you do. What's it? <laughs> give me $500. See what the fuck I do. Just see what the fuck I do. <laughs> I think I would impress you. Maybe I'm just like naturally build, built to do it. <laughs> Maybe you are. It has nothing to do with what you talk about. Yeah. It's just unnatural. Maybe you're an amazing like Bitcoin trader and we just don't know yet. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I just know the patterns. Right. Yeah. So I guess like the current trades, like the really the the next trade that I'm trying to swing for right now is obviously quantum scape. Yeah. And what I'm waiting on is like the golden cross to come through on it on the daily. Mm-hmm. It's really close. I thought, yeah, there was a chance for it to come through today, depending on like what the average, it, the closing averages were for it. Um, it didn't close to where where I need the averages to be at just yet. So it's it's going to take a little bit longer. There wasn't much movement on it today, was no. There? Yeah. But the market was really down today. You know, really, really down. Yeah. Um. I think QQQ was down like NQ was down like two percent at one point. Nasdaq was down at two by two percent at one point. Um, so that's a really big down day for the market. But uh, QS was just hovering around, you know, slightly positive to slightly negative, like minus point one plus point one, and it held ten ten dollars the entire day. Whereas things like Enovix, where you know, it just it lost a lot of its value today. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something going on with QS. There's a reason why it's holding and, and it's holding well. Um, I think they. I, I mean, I don't know for certain, but one thing that I've noticed about the QS management team is that they've always stayed on schedule and on time for what their deliveries are and what their timelines they have said it would be. Um, and I like I liked what they put out in the investor presentation. And so their factories are and their still... new patents. Well, yeah. So they haven't announced their factory yet. Um, but I have an inkling of so this is my thought is that if they're going to start battery production in 2024, and they now know how to make the the battery, like they stated in their uh, I think their investor letter as well as their uh, their uh, I forget what else there was something else I read. Where they just need to, they need to just sort of design some of the fabrication process, and then they'll be ready to get the factory right. I I think they're gonna launch soon, um, their factory. Like I think I think it would make sense for them at this next ER to tell us, look, the factory is gonna be in X state. We plan to break ground, you know. You know, at you know on X day, and um because they they would do that though because that would put a lot of pressure on them yeah i think they have to to meet that deadline i think they have to oh because that was in order to actually have production in 2024 you have to start you have to start soon Mm -hmm. on your factories and i think they can because they're sitting on a lot of cash like 1.1 billion dollars in cash they they have the money to make this happen and make it happen quick Right. Yeah. You can build a shitty factory for like you know three hundred million, probably way less than that. Yeah. So, 
they they shouldn't have too many issues with that kind of stuff. So you think like early 2005, 2025? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no. I I I seriously think they're going to stick to their timeline. I I think that they will have a factory ready in 2024. Mm. And they'll produce batteries in 2024. I really do. I because they've they figured out how to make a solid state battery. And they 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 are going through the process of designing a fabrication for like the machines to replicate, like um, to create a, re- a replicative like process mm-hmm. of creating batteries. You have to create s- special machines like um, uh, in the Tesla factory, right? There's like special robots that can like make a part auto style, right? You've probably mm-hmm. seen videos of it before. Yeah. That's, that's the last thing they have to do. But they can do that in parallel with starting building their factory. Like they should do that in parallel, building their factory. Like unless the factory has to be very specially designed to what the fabrication robots are, right? Which it could be. That that doesn't mean that they can't pick out a site for um, for their factory and announce at the ER, you know, what the what the site will be and like when they plan to break ground on it. Right. Because they can, they can figure out what the tools are that they're going to need. And then they, and then they can, you know, design it in parallel together. Right. Yeah. So. um, So 2024. 2024. I said 2005. That's that's silly. That is very bad. It's late. It is late. My brain is dead from this week. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's been uh it's been a good week overall. We've had the Kirkland Sangria. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have like a yearly subscription, it just delivered to the doorstep. I would be in heaven. We were thinking about ordering online the uh, the sake the ten pounds of sockeye salmon from Costco, and, and then just buying like a uh, a chest freezer mm-hmm. to put it in. Also from Costco, <laughs> <laughs> really helping to boost the stock. Whatever we can. We're just gonna get like, yeah holidays we'll just ask people for costco gift cards <laughs> i don't even know if they do costco gift cards do they i think so i would just give that like i'm gonna the, that's all i'm gonna give out for christmas now <laughs> costco gift card and somebody's gonna be like i don't have a membership i'm like well i'm doing you a favor well like online you can do like the special like cuisine gift cards for costco and yeah, but that's not too Costco. Florals? That's like for restaurants. No. Different restaurants. No. Am I thinking of the same thing? No. No. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of restaurants. You're thinking of, you know, you buy a pack of, I don't know. Texas Roadhouse. 10, 10 Texas Roadhouse gift cards. Right. I'm talking about you can go on Costco's website or on the app and there's Divine Eating where they have like, what they don't have in store, I guess, like mm. different fillets that you can buy. That would be considered a gift card to me. 
That's good. Yeah. You've less left the conversation. You're yeah. looking right through me. It's okay. I I like I was thinking about the sockeye again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then so good. I mean, I was watching those moose hunting videos. Uh, <laughs> and somebody was saying that the way you, you do any moose call is you you make the noise that sounds like like the way it's it's spelled is E R U G H. Like uh, uh, you know, like that. You sound like you're in heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And uh I was like I was like, huh, I guess it kinda is that. Like I tried it myself. So I went back to thinking about that. Yeah. Your brain goes to so many things. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But you know what? That's what I think it helps. What makes yeah. Max makes you magnificent, magnificent Merlin. That and and that I'm a dick to everyone. Kind of low Apparently. key a dick. It's not that bad. Mm. Sometimes you gotta watch yourself. <laughs> One ma- you had to pull me back on one message. I was about to. Yeah, uncalled for. Uncalled for. I was I like, get you don't give a fuck, but also maybe let's not. Let's be not start complete dicks to people yeah. on the internet. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll end the podcast there because it's late. So we'll add another one. It's okay. Yeah, we'll add another one. We'll do another one soon. Sorry, you guys. We're just been, you know, life's kind of crazy. Yeah. So this was the Wiz Merlin Uncensored. I also have a Substack, uh, Merlin's Capital, that you can go check out. Anything else, Gwen? Oh, I love you. I love you too. Thanks for doing the pod. Of course.